Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Five at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from the home office along with Brendan Escott. This is Oilers Now. Day two of training camp. Uh, today, the Oilers moved from Rogers Place to the downtown community arena. Quick pace. Oilers got some fast players. There's no question about that. We had Louis DeBrusque on uh, in the first hour of the show. Talked a bit about Bob Probert and uh, Craig Cox and uh, players of uh, that ilk. We also talked about Marty McSorley. And uh, we'll get to that in a second. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at Oilers now. Me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan at Brendan S. Scott. To the Ashley Fine Floors text line before we hook up with Troy Murray. Uh, Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. Bob, from 1995 to 1997, Marty McSorley appeared in four movies in small roles. Bad Boys, Forget Paris, Con Air, and Do Me a Favor. I did not know that. I, I've only seen two of those movies. I saw Bad Boys and Con Air. Our next guest, as we go to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, uh, is a Chicago sporting legend. He's not quite Michael Jordan, or for that matter, Walter Payton, but he was in one of the greatest bands of all time which featured members of both the Chicago Blackhawks and uh, the Chicago Bears. We welcome back to the show. We, we teased that we were going to have him on today. We've probably had eight to ten different texters from the uh, various Troy Murray fan club members in the city of Edmonton and in St. Albert. We welcome back to the show longtime Hawks analyst Troy Murray. Troy, how you doing? I have that many fans, Bob. <laughs> it's, it's eight to ten more than I have. <laughs> Uh, how are you? How's good. How you doing? Good. 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 I'm at uh, 85 out of 86 <laughs> shows over the last uh, 17 weeks. So looking forward to getting back for real and having some fun here. Uh, hey, look, before that's 85, that's 85 more hosting uh, gigs than I've done this summer. <laughs> well, there you go. I think you got a better agent than me, Troy. Apparently. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Um, hey, just before we get to uh, the the here and now with the Hawks and what's going on and sort of the matchup against the Oilers and the mindset of the team, maybe. Um, last dance. Did you get a chance to end up watching uh, much of the ESPN, uh, you know, 30 for 30 last dance on Michael Jordan? Of course. Of course. Had to watch that. That's, that was my era. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the good old days uh, for the Bulls. My goodness, it was uh, it was so much fun. I mean, you know, you, you look at Michael Jordan and. There's always who's the best, who's the greatest. Uh, you know, there's no doubt that in his era, in his time that he was in the league, he was the best player by far. And, you know, the game changes even in basketball like we've seen in hockey. But uh, undisputed champ as, as far as I'm concerned because I was here, lived it, and, and saw it uh, in real life, and it was just amazing. How much crossover was there between the Hawks and the Bulls at that time? You know, not not a lot, Bob. Just because um, you know, when they were in the building, we were out, and they didn't practice yeah. uh, there. They had their practice facility up north, and you know we practiced at the the old Chicago Stadium most of the time. So we, we didn't cross paths a whole lot with them. Um, but I had I had met Michael several times over the years at golf outings and functions, events. Uh, you know, every now and then you'd run into them. They'd be at uh, uh, at a game, or you'd be down at uh, um, you know one of theirs or something like that. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Brought back a lot of memories uh, of the good old days back at the Chicago Stadium. And, uh, boy, there there was no place like the Chicago Stadium. It was incredible. Did you know? And the United Center as well. I mean, it it was great. Did you know he was that driven prior to watching the documentary? He had heard stories. um, You know, and and there's people that I know that were close with them, and they told me some stories. And, um, you know, some of those wouldn't even be able to make the <laughs> the last dance <laughs> but it was you knew there was something special and all the great players are driven uh, you know innerly and and when you saw that uh, the show you really got a good understanding of how driven Michael Jordan was that was incredible we're joined by longtime Chicago Blackhawk player and radio analyst Troy Murray out of St. Albert Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now Look, Troy, you were with the Hawks. You played against the Oilers in a couple conference finals uh, during the height of the Oilers dynasty. You know, a lot of people would say, um, to this day, Wayne Gretzky still has 61 NHL records. But with all due respect, I think, to uh, Scotty Pippen and Dennis Rodman, I, I would argue the Oilers actually had greater depth than the high, I realize you only have five players on the court in basketball, but Edmonton could come at you with two lines that were Hall of Fame players, but you were the guy on the ice. What was it like trying to play against those Edmonton teams when you met them in the 83 and 85 conference finals? <laughs> I've gone through a lot of therapy over the years to get those memories out of my mind. You're bringing them back, and I'm shaking here. <laughs> playing those, playing those Oiler teams, um, and, and I, uh, you know, if you give me a chance, I'll, I'll try to compare them to some of the things that happened here in Chicago. But when, when you played the Oilers. Um, <laughs> You know, whether it was Messi, whether it was Gretzky, whether it was Curry, Anderson, Coffey, um, you know, and for Kevin Lowe, just uh, recently inducted in the Hockey Hall of Fame, you, you have to have a Kevin Lowe on a good team to make it, it make it all work. You, when you thought you were close to the Edmonton Oilers, when you thought that, and in playoffs, we were, we were there, you know, we're tied going into the, you know, the latter part of the series. They just had another level. And when Mark Nesche and Wayne Gretzky went to that other level, there was nothing basically you could do. There was really nothing you could do. And the thing was, is if you've got a, a great team and they play one style, if you try and play that style, you're going to get beat. But 
So if you wanted to play, you know, a, a skilled, fast-paced game against the Oilers, you were going to get beat. The thing that made the Oilers so dangerous was complementary players that that had so much depth, uh, added so much depth to the team. The McSorleys, the uh, Samankos, you know, everybody, the, the Kevin McClellans, all of those guys. I mean, if you wanted to try and play and beat them in a different type of game than, than what they played, they, they could play it any way you wanted to, and that's what made them special. I mean, there was no formula uh, to beat those guys. Um, I think we lost Troy there. Yeah, Troy is still there? Yeah, there we got you. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just thinking here, like, uh, I remember the 85 playoffs, how good you were that year, because you had 19 points, and then you parlayed that into a 99-point season the next year in the NHL. But I actually, I want to ask you, you you brought up something about being tied 2-2, and that was an 89-90. You guys were up 2-1 at home. And Messier went in there in game four, and he was unbelievable. And then they just dominated the, the final two games of the series. But did you guys think you had him on the ropes in 1990 because they didn't have Gretzky, because, uh, you know, coffee was gone at that point and that sort of thing? Well, you know, you thought you had a much better chance. Um, but, again, you know, when you have a, a guy like Messier that just carries the load and puts everybody on their shoulders, such a great leader, such a, you know, a powerful um, personality, it, it just when he turned it up, there wasn't a whole lot anybody in the league could do, um, whether you have Gretzky or not. Uh, um, you know, when you when you had both of those guys, and I, I don't know where you lost me in the conversation, but I was saying when you thought you were close to the Oilers, they always had that next level. And that's what I saw with the Blackhawks here when they won their, la- their, their three Stanley Cups with, with Taves and Kane and Sharp and Hosa, Duncan Keith and Seabrook. When they went to that next level, yeah. and a lot of the series went six games because they were tied 2-2 and it's okay, boys, let's go. And then the teams couldn't match them. And that's what the Oilers had in their, uh, you know, in the closet. They could just lift it up to a different level, and Messier was able to do that, and you had young guys like Murphy and Graves and all these young, good players, and when you had great leadership and a culture that had already been established inside that room, everybody bought into it, um, and, and yeah, when you looked at that team, you know, without Gretzky, you say, well, geez, we're, we're there, we've got a chance, but uh, I'll tell you what, uh, th- that just tells you how good Mark Messier was. We're joined right now by Troy Murray, who, like Mark Messier from St. Albert, a longtime Hawks broadcaster, Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. Well, you, you, you made reference to the Hawks, who in a cap world have had kind of a, a mini dynasty where they won three Stanley Cups over a span of five seasons. Uh, it's been a couple of years since then. Uh, the Hawks moved some players out at the deadline, but they're in the playoffs. And I can tell you that for a lot of our listeners, they think Chicago's a really dangerous team because of the experience of Taze and Kane. Give me your assessment with what you saw out of Chicago, uh, Chicago this season. Some good and some bad. Um, you know, they weren't going to be in the playoffs if they had a regular format uh, or, you know, didn't look like they were going to be in. And they had to make some decisions moving forward with Robin Leonard. It was a tough decision. Uh, and moving uh, either him or Corey Crawford, who is an un- unrestricted free agent as well uh, this sum- summer, uh, this fall probably, as you want to put it. Um, 
But they had some good runs. Um, and when you motivate, when when the star players see a light at the end of the tunnel, that just gives them that incentive. And if they have that belief that, you know what, maybe we can make, work some miracles here and let's give it everything we got. When, when you see Taves and Kane and Keith with that experience, um, yeah, that goes a long way. And I know that the Oilers are, are fast, they're good, they're young, McDavid, Dreisaitl. I mean, you know, you you see a lot of pieces of the puzzle in place, but they don't have the experience. And in, in a short series, a best of five, with the way things have happened here uh, this summer, four months off, who comes back in better shape? I mean, one little mistake, one, you know, savvy play here and there, and that could be the difference in the series. So I, I wouldn't count out the Blackhawks in the series by a long shot, uh, but, you know, which team are, are they going to see? Um, yeah, they've got some good young players. Dominic Kubalik had 30 goals this year. Really good young player. Uh, they've got Alex DeBrinkett who can put the puck in the net. So there's some real dangerous um, you know, players for the Blackhawks that have to play extremely well if they want to get by the Oilers. We're joined by Troy Murray, Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. Troy, it's interesting, and, and full disclosure, I think Kirby Doc's going to be a better player than Jack Hughes. I'm going to stand by that comment. Uh, bigger, rangier, just think that that's going to happen. But right now, based on the practice lines into uh, Chicago last couple of days, Dylan Strom is playing second-line center. Kirby Doc is playing third-line center. And Dylan had a, a step back year after a big breakout in the last half of last season. How much do the, you know? Do the Blackhawks kind of miss a guy like Anisimov, Artem Anisimov, who maybe isn't a super sexy player around the league, but has been a pretty consistent second line point producing centerman that can take draws? Give me your perspective on that. Am I out to lunch or am I on to something? No, you, you've got a good point there. Um, you know, with Anisimov, there was experience there. You could play him in all situations. You know, when you looked at his number, they, they weren't overwhelming. And you say, well, boy, you know, what does this guy do? But he, he plays NHL minutes, and that's important when you when you look at um, a team that has to perform well in the playoffs. You have to put guys in a position where they, they play big minutes in different situations, and that's what a guy like Anisimov could do. You know, Strom, He's working his way in the right direction um, on the line with Nylander and Patrick Kane. So he's going to get a big opportunity. He's going to have some tough matchups. Um, obviously, if you're playing with Patrick Kane, it doesn't get e- any easier when uh, you know you're going to be playing against probably the top shutdown pairing. Um, but Kirby Doc looks like he's going to be playing with Drake Kajula, who you guys obviously know in Edmonton, yep. and, and Dominic Kubalik. So, you know, kind of a, a, an inexperienced line. Um, for the Blackhawks, but uh, you know, Kubidak uh, is a big player, and it's going to be a big moment from him. And and for even for these younger players, whatever happens in this series against the Oilers, whether they move on or whether they lose, um, they're going to get some playoff experience that they otherwise probably wouldn't have got. So that's really important in the in the future of the progress here of these young players. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, you're gonna. It's a big ask for um, you know guys like Kirby Doc and Dylan Strom to play those major roles behind Jonathan Taves. Uh, I don't know how much time you've spent in Illinois over the course of uh, the last uh, few months, uh, Troy. Uh, the fact of the matter is, Chicago was in the mix. They were one of the teams that wanted to uh, be a hub city. Obviously, you still got uh, you know uh, relatives that you care about here in Alberta. Uh, just the thought of Edmonton and Toronto being selected the hub cities by the National Hockey League. 
Well, I think they did their due diligence, and, um, you know, there was a spike in Vegas, and everybody assumed that that was uh, one of the places for sure. Chicago was in the running. Uh, the logistics in Chicago make it work just because of how big it is, the hotel, hotel availability. Um, you know, you have the practice facilities and everything. Uh, but when you look at the safety of the players, which cities made the most sense? Um, no question, Edmonton and Toronto. So, And I'm really happy for Edmonton. Uh, I think it's going to be great, uh, you know, a chance for everybody to see their new building, a little bit of the city, even though there's not going to be people in the seats, there's not going to be people coming into Edmonton to watch the games. Um, but you're going to get a good flavor of what Edmonton is all about. And obviously I'm very partial to, to that area. Um, and for Toronto, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, when you look at it, too, um, as far as the financial side of it, the, the exchange, um, you know, the, the, the league is going to save a lot of money by playing the games in, in Canada. And so uh, that's something that certainly they looked at um, favorably between Edmonton and, and Toronto. So uh, I'm happy for the Canadian cities. It's, it's great. And I, I think that if they can make this whole thing work, and it, <laughs> there's still a lot of ifs, but if they can make this work, i got to tip my hat to everybody out there who put this together because, boy, I'll tell you what, this was not easy to even get to this point. Yeah, one final question. We don't uh, – I know today there, Calvin DeHaan left the team due to a family reason. Uh, yesterday, Corey – Crawford was declared unfit to play. There's, you, you, you can't jump to any conclusions on anything because you don't know what's going on in people's personal lives. and You don't know whether goaltenders ended up with a hip flexor or a, a groin pole or something like that. But suffice to say, Corey Crawford is, uh, I mean, he's, he's paramount to any kind of potential success that Chicago would have. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I wasn't at the practice yesterday. Uh, I was at the practice today. Um, as you mentioned, DeHaan was not out on the ice again today, and neither was Corey Crawford. We don't know. Uh, you know, we can't get to any availability to the players, and unfit is the loose term that they're losing, using yeah. for uh, for anything. So I, I don't really have a clue what's going on with Corey, but I agree with you, Bob, that if I looked at some intangibles going into that series, um, I thought Corey Crawford had the potential to be the difference maker in, in the series. And if you don't have Corey Crawford, you've really got some untested uh, people behind them, and, and that'll be a huge difference and a, and a big plus for the Oilers if Corey is not able to play. Troy, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. Bob, love coming on the show, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk a few more times before the uh, the series starts. And good luck to uh, to you and keep up the good work in 86 out of 87 now, I think it is. There we go. Uh, you know what? You're booked. We're going to get you on again. Flattery gets you everywhere. Thanks, my man. Thanks a lot, Troy. All right. Take care. See you, Bob. You bet. One of the good guys in the business, Troy Murray, joining us, 122 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. When we come back, we'll get to the uh, Oilers. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Now, Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown. Bob Stoffer, Brennan S. Scott, this is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It is 124 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brennan S. Scott with you. To the Oilers Now Injury Report. All season long, and you know what? They stayed with us every step of the way during the pause. The Oilers Now Injury Report was brought to you by James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go down and see jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown want you to stay safe and stay positive. At the 630 Chad Studios, Brennan S. Scott. Blackhawks goaltender Corey Crawford did not skate this morning for the second day in a row as head coach Jeremy Colleton deemed him unfit to practice. That, as Andrew Shaw announced, he will not participate in the league's return. He said he wants to use the added five months to continue recovering from a concussion that he suffered at the end of November. Leafs placed defenseman Timothy Liljegren on their, or removed, excuse me, removed him from their phase three roster, pulling the rookie defenseman in favor of Mac Holloway. Had Coach Sheldon Keefe labeled uh, Liljegren unfit to practice yesterday. That is all the info that we were afforded. Habs captain Shea Weber skated after the main group today. That's after he had that same unfit designation. Mm. Blue Jackets forward Pierre-Luc Dubois did the opposite. He skated before the group and then left when practice started. There we go. Well, and again, there's a... uh, perspective that's different uh let's let's face it we're dealing in a different world and a lot of you might have different uh views and opinions on on how this is working and whether or not it's anybody's business as to you know what some people want to share you know there's there's people out there that go through battles with things like cancer and they want to share their stories and then there's other people that it's a very personal uh thing and uh one of the things when you get older in life is you appreciate that uh, you come to terms with accepting more. Uh, you might want more uh, in terms of, uh, you know, you, you might want better government, as an example. Uh, and you want might want to, to, to drive harder yourself in order to succeed. But you're also understanding of the challenges that other people go through. And I think that we have a different perspective on things. Like, like Brendan, what do you think? Like, is it anybody's business as to... Who you know? Do you do you respect the league's decision to have the reporting structure the way it is uh, at this time, or does it just add to the confusion? How do you see it? It, it? Listen, it frustrates me. It really does. But you know, having played the game once upon a time, I understand the code. I understand you know the the things behind the scene. You don't want to you you don't want to get targeted, right? And that's that's been a longstanding thing. So I get it. But as a media member, you know, yeah, it's kind of frustrating to have to sit there and give the same reason why fifteen different guys weren't on the ice in 15 different scenarios yeah yeah well and again we're, we're talking in most cases with most organizations one or two players and uh the numbers speak for themselves again we we banged some numbers out i, I had a media guy uh, shoot me a text this morning mentioning you know bobby are you concerned about you know 50 positive tests in edmonton over the last three days and I was like, well, they did 7,733 tests in Edmonton in the last three days. So that's actually 
you know, a lower rate, 0.6%, than has sort of been the traditional number of positivity rate in Edmonton since this has started. It's Edmonton's around 0.85%, which pales in comparison to the hot spots in the U.S. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. But outstanding customer service is the key to business as well. And Brent Ridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They'll provide you with an outstanding uh, service experience. At the time of the purchase, they'll continue that standard after the sale as well. Let Uncle Milt Rich Johnny and the gang out of Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. They can lend you a hand. You can reach them at one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three or go online at brentridge.com. Also, Brendan wanted to take this opportunity and thank you for tweeting out the link. I didn't know these two fellows. Uh, were, were Maple Leafs fans that were part of the Mad Specialist podcast, uh, but they were, uh, nice guys. They're from, uh, Peace Country. And, uh, we had an enjoyable conversation last night. So thank you for firing out the, uh, podcast link, uh, today. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Heart. Levine coming up from Puckpedia. This guy knows his stuff on the CBA, and we'll talk about the uh, CBA that the players signed off on and how that might change things with team salary caps. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.